have been held by the Savior, and I felt fire from above, and I've been down to the river, and I ain't the same a prodigal return. And all my hope is in Jesus. Thank God that yesterday is gone. And all my sins are forgiven. And I've been washed by the blood I'm no stranger to the prison and I've worn shackles and chains I've been freed and forgiven I'm not going back and I'll never be the same. All my hope is in Jesus. Thank God my yesterday's gone. All my sins are forgiven. just breaks a man breaks him down to his knees and God I've been broken more than a time or two and then he picked me up and showed me what it means to be a man and oh Thank God my yesterday's gone And all my sins are forgiven And I've been washed by the blood Come on, sing it with me. Here we go. All my hope. Thank God. Thank God my yesterday's gone. And all my sins are forgiven. And I've, I've been washed by the Take your Bibles, look with me in the book of Ephesians chapter 1. 
Ephesians chapter 1. I'll never forget when Cathead was wiring these chandeliers up. I told him, I said, well, big boy, we'll get in this new building and we're going to be so fancy, you may have to put a tie on. I said, we'll get in there, we're going to be sophisticated. And I told him, I said, the bad thing about it, we don't know how to spell sophisticated. <laughs> Folks, I don't want you to be fooled by this suit. Where sin abounded, grace did much more abound. And I'm humbled by the power of Jesus Christ that he could take a little old sinner like me and he could take sinners like y'all and do something like this. And if I walk in a room of a bunch of y'all and we know most of y'all, we know where you come from, we know how simple you are, you say, well, don't be talking about it. Well, we're all sinners. We all come short of the glory of God. And when I walk in this room, I'll be honest, I'm not saying, wow, preacher I'm not saying wow the deacons I'm saying wow what a God what a Savior we serve to him be glorified in this place singing is in order in this place shouting is in order in this place you say well it sounds different well shout louder well, it don't seem the same. Well, sing louder. Don't spectate. Participate. Whew. I'm overwhelmed. God's so good. I've seen something I've never seen. And you tell me God ain't real. Jim Wells was speechless this morning. Y'all ain't never seen that before, have you? Jim Wells was speechless. Isn't God good? Ephesians chapter 1 and verse 15. Wherefore, I also, after I heard of your faith in the Lord Jesus and love unto all the saints, cease not to give thanks for you, making mention of you in my prayers, that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give unto you the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him. The eyes of your understanding be, being enlightened, that you may know what is the hope of his calling. What is the riches of the glory of his inheritance in the saints? And what is the exceeding greatness of his power to usward who believe according to the working of his mighty power? You may be seated. I want to speak to you on this subject this morning that we may know. That we may know. I am so glad today that we can know. I am so glad today that whether... Uh, you come from the good side of town or the bad side of town, whether you are highly educated or dumb as a bag of rocks, I am so glad today that we can know. I am so glad that regardless of what color we are, regardless of how much money we have, regardless of what our status is in the community, that I can know. That I can know who Jesus is. That I can know who God is that I can know who the Holy Spirit is, that I know who, where heaven is, and that I can call it my heavenly home. 
I'm glad that I can know today that God has got me regardless of what I do. I, I'm glad today that I know that He is a real God, a living God, a powerful God, a God full of grace, a God full of mercy. And it doesn't matter what your education level is. It doesn't matter how far you went through school. I'm glad that everybody can know that Jesus is Savior and Lord. That everybody can know that we didn't come from a bunch of monkeys. That we were created perfect in the image of an almighty God. Folks, I don't think about it, I know about it. I don't wonder about it, I know about it. The Apostle Paul has come to the church at Ephesus and he begins to tell them that he's been praying for them. And he said, I've been praying for some things about you. And he said, I'm praying that the Lord will give you the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him. He said, I'm praying that God would reveal unto you the things that you need to know about him. Notice what he said in verse 18. He said that the eyes of your understanding may be enlightened. Isn't it amazing that God lets us know? You know, there's people running all over the earth searching for answers. There's people running all over the face of the earth. Who is God? Where is God? Where did God come from? And they want to know, they want to know, and they want to know. And I love what a man said. He said, to know God personally is salvation. To know God increasingly is sanctification. And to know God perfectly is glorification. Friend, you will never know until you meet Him personally. I want you to know today, to know God personally is salvation. He's not just the God of the Jews. He's not just the God of Israel. He's not just the God of America. But bless God, He is a universal God, but He can be a personal God. And He can save us and come to us individually. To know God personally is salvation. You say, preacher, I don't know Him. Well, you can know Him today by humbling yourself and asking Jesus to come in and to save you. And I'll tell you what, you may not know a lot, but you'll know that He's real. I couldn't tell you about Noah or Moses or anything else when I got saved, but I could tell you God was real. God is real today. To know Him personally is salvation. To know Him increasingly is sanctification. Aren't you glad that we can get to know Him more and more every day? Aren't you glad that we're invited to His Word and we can take His Word and we can sing songs and we can go to Sunday school and we can learn about Him and we can daily, on a daily basis get in the Word of God and we can learn more and more and more and more. Doesn't matter if you've been saved a year, you can learn more. Doesn't matter if you've been saved ten years, you can learn more. It doesn't matter how old you are, you can still learn more about God. Because in this body, you will never get all of who He is. Because you can't comprehend it. But one day, bless God, we'll know Him perfectly. And when we get to glory land, all of those questions we had, God, why did you let this happen? God, why this, why this, why this? When we step through the portals of glory, we're going to know. We're going to know. We know everything we need to know right now. And if you keep studying your Bible, He's going to give you a little bit more and a little bit more and a little bit more. But bless God, when we get into heaven, we're going to fully grasp it. We're going to fully comprehend the knowledge and the understanding that God wants us to have. 
there was three things that he wanted these believers to know. That he's not talking to lost folks now. He's talking to the church. He's talking to saved people. And he said, I want you to know these few things. I want you to notice what he said in verse 18. The eyes of your understanding being enlightened, that you may know what is the hope of his calling. The first thing that he wanted them to know was the hope of his calling. Now, basically what he's saying is as you grow as a Christian, I pray that you learn the hope of his calling. He said, as you grow into maturity, there's some things that we need to understand. And the first thing is the hope of his calling. Aren't you glad that we've all been called? Aren't you glad that God called us to be saved? Aren't you glad that when we did not go to him, he came to us? Aren't you glad that when we could not reach up, he reached down? And before I was ever looking for God, he was looking for me. And God was calling out to us. That word calling in the Greek means to summons or to an extend an invitation. I'm glad God has extended an invitation to come. God has called us. He's called us, and throughout the Bible, there are several callings. Peter talked about being called out of the darkness unto his marvelous light. Aren't you glad that God called us out of the darkness? When we were living in sin, when we were lost without God or a son, we were without hope. We, I mean, if we died right then, we were going to hell. And God called in the midst of the darkness. Aren't you glad that no matter how dark it is, God can still call? Aren't you glad that no matter how bad the situation is, God can still call us in the midst of the worst situation? It's in the darkness when I hear his voice the loudest. Whew. I'll never forget when I was lost, I could hear his voice calling me. I couldn't sleep at night. The conviction of the Holy Spirit worked on me. You're lost. You need to be saved. Before I ever desired him, he desired me. Before I ever loved him, he loved me. And he called me out of the darkness. He called me out of that dark place. Another calling Paul talked to Timothy and he talked about a holy calling the Bible said in 1st Timothy 1 9 who has saved us and called us with a holy calling child of God he was not done with you after he got done saving you he called you with a holy calling not according to our works but listen but according to his own purpose and grace now that you're saved and you've been called out of the darkness, now we get to this holy calling. What is this calling? The calling according to His purpose in His grace. May I give you an example? Me standing right here is an example of a holy calling according to His purpose in His grace. If you don't think this is grace standing up here, something's wrong. It, Folks, I don't pretend to be this preacher that's better than anybody because I am the chiefest of sinners in this place. And you say, preacher, I can't do what you're doing. I can't serve the Lord. People know me. There's no way that I can do that. Folks, may I tell you, it's by His purpose and by His grace that we are called to serve Him, that we are called on a daily basis to carry out the Great Commission. You don't know where I come from, but I know where God can take you to. If you let him, I'm not called. I, I don't know about y'all, but I'm glad I'm not mama called. 
We got enough mama called preachers running around here. I didn't want to be a preacher. I don't want to be a mama called daddy led preacher. I want the calling of God upon my life. And as I work and as I serve and as I live, I want to live with purpose. I want to live with passion. And folks, that's the calling. And aren't you glad he called you to something? Josh Barley, he called you to beat that drum up there. Beat it for the honor and glory of the Lord. Whoo! He may have called you to scrub a toilet. Bless God, put a smile on your face. If that's your purpose in life, then give him honor and glory. Man, I'm glad he didn't just save me and say, you sit there till I call you home. He said, I'm going to give you grace and I'm going to give you purpose. Oh, what a calling. Another calling I thought about is we've been called unto glory. Peter said, but the God of all grace who hath called us unto his eternal glory by Christ Jesus. He called us out of the darkness. He called us with a holy calling. And bless God, he's called us into glory. There's coming a day, folks. You know why I'm shouting right now? Because there's coming a day. Because we got a calling. Heaven is calling our name. Oh, I don't want to die. Oh, I don't want to leave this place. Child of God, if you're saved, it's a whole lot better up yonder than it is down here. I've been called out of darkness. I've been called to serve Him. And i got glory land calling my name. Hey, when y'all bury me, don't weep, don't cry. You shout and rejoice because I'm with Jesus. And I'm worshiping and I'm celebrating. Oh, I'm glad we've been called. And you know what that brings us? It brings us hope. I've been called out of darkness. I've been called to serve. I've been called to go to heaven. You know what that brings me? Hope. You know what hope is? It's an expectation that something good is on its way. No matter how bad it gets in my life, child of God, we have hope. Y'all look at me. We have hope. No matter how bad the trial may be, we have an expectation. That something good is on its way. No matter how big of a mess you got in your family, if you know Jesus, there's hope. Because no matter how bad it is, you got an expectation that good is on its way. No matter how bad your health may be, I'm glad we got hope. Because I got a feeling something good is on its way. <laughs> Let tribulation start. Let the earthquake. Let the waves. Let them roll. Child of God, we have hope. It may not be good right now, but we have an expectation that good is on its way. Aren't you glad that good is on its way? Aren't you glad that we can live with that living hope? He said, I pray that you can know this. I hope you know the hope of His calling today. Notice number two, if you're with me, say amen. Y'all be louder than that. I'm going to wake some folks up now. If y'all with me, say amen. amen. There you go. Look in verse 18. He said, The eyes of your understanding being enlightened, that you may know what is the hope of his calling and what the riches of, his, of the glory of his inheritance in the saints. Number two, he wants us to know the glory of his inheritance. Now, the first one is the hope. The second one is the work. The Bible said that we are the glory 
of his inheritance. Not talking about us, but him. That we are his inheritance. Inheritance is a possession. possessions that are received. Jesus received us as his inheritance. We are the possession of Jesus Christ. For what purpose? The glory of his inheritance. We are the glory of his prized possessions. Understand today that as much as we love God, God loves us. And as much as he means to us, we mean even more to him. And I want you to know today that we are the glory of his inheritance. I love that. Isn't that awesome? And Paul said, my prayer is that you will come to the revelation, that you will understand that you are the glory of the inheritance of Jesus Christ. What does this mean, preacher? Well, he didn't say uh, to, to the looking or to the, to the color or, or, or to anything else, but he said to the glory. Now, God chose on earth not tabernacles, nor temples, nor sanctuaries to give him glory. He chose his people to give him glory. Y'all with me this morning? He said, I pray that as you serve the Lord, that he will give you a deeper revelation that you are the glory of his inheritance. That the sole purpose of your existence upon this earth, the very day that you meet Jesus, is to give him glory. That everything about your life is to praise his holy name. I want you to know today that whether you've been saved a year or 20 years, you need to understand the very day that you got saved is no longer what you want. It's no longer what you think. It's no longer what you want and what you think it ought to be like. That very day that you got saved, you put your faith in Jesus Christ and you became the glory of His inheritance. You became a possession of His to give Him glory. Now, for years, I tried to go and do things outside of being that possession that gave him glory. You know what it brought me? It brought me heartache. It brought me confusion. It brought me chaos. And everywhere I looked, I had chaos on every side. And I thought, well, what does God want? What does God want? What does God want? There are probably people sitting here this morning, been saved 50 years, saying, what does God want? Paul said, I'm praying that you can understand what your position in all of this is about. A monkey can do what I'm doing right now. God could use anything else, but He chose us. And yesterday in our marriage seminar, somebody mentioned that all the animals obey His voice. All of creation obey His voice. The only part of creation that rebels against Him is humanity. But He chose us to give Him glory. He chose us to lift up His name. He chose us to live daily with purpose so that we can lift His name up everywhere we go. Folks, listen. My job is not that difficult. He said, you lift me up and I'll draw all men unto me. Folks, I'm not lifting up this place. I'm not lifting up the deacons. I'm not lifting up myself. 
I'm lifting up Jesus. And the very day that I realized my place in life was not to go here or go there or do this or do this, but I was put here for one purpose, that every ounce that I got going through my body, that every breath that I have coming out of my mouth is for the honor and glory of Jesus Christ. I want you to know that the very moment, the very day that I realized that I was a prized possession of Jesus and I was put here to glorify His name, I just started giving Him glory. You know what happened? I found fulfillment. I found excitement. I found the joy, unspeakable and full of glory. I don't mind shouting because God's been good. I don't mind giving Him praise and honor and glory. Say, preacher, you think you're better than us? No, but I think He is. And I'm here to tell you there's a Savior in heaven who can save your soul, can redeem you and forgive you of everything you've ever done. I was put here on this earth to share that story. Oh, and now I have purpose. And now I have grace. You know why? Because I've come into the understanding that we are the glory of His inheritance. We're a prized possession. Notice verse 19. And what is the exceeding greatness of His power to usward who believe, according to the working of His mighty power. Number three, the greatness of His power. This is the experience. I wonder how many of us are sitting on the pew, saved 30 years, and we still don't know about the power of God. We still don't know what God is capable of. My prayer is that we continue to experience the power of God in this place. That we experience the power of God in our life. The first word here, power, comes from that Greek word, dynamite. It's where we get our English word, dynamite. And it means capability to perform anything. Paul said that I'm praying that you will understand that now you have a power that is like dynamite, that has the ability to do things that you can't even imagine. You say, preacher, well, we know that. Then why do we worry so much? Well, preacher, I know that. Well, well, we got a handful of pills every day. I mean, come on. Preacher, I know that God is mighty and God is powerful then why are we so down? Why do we allow the world to whoop us? There's an ability that we have within us. It's not me. The Bible says greater is him that is in us than him that is in the world. There is something within us that can perform above the ordinary. And when you need something extraordinary in your life, child of God, we don't have to run here, run here, run here. You already have it inside of you. That second word for power comes from the Greek word that we get our English word energy. I like that. We got capability and we have strength. We have the energy to perform it. How are we still going? The power and the energy of an almighty God picking us up on a daily basis picking us up on a daily basis, giving us what we stand in need of. So how do we go get through it, preacher? By the ability of God and the strength that He puts within our hearts. 
There's folks that have been saved for 30 years that still ain't got that. Boy, it got quiet, didn't it? I believe there's some of us been saved 20 years that we still ain't got that yet. What is it, preacher? That he's able. And then number two, that there is a strength within us that we're able through him. That there is a power, a wonder-working power in our life. And he said, I want y'all to know that. Folks, look at me. I want you to know today that there is a power beyond our comprehension. And the same God that divided the Red Sea and the same God that rained manna down from above, and the same God that cast those plagues upon Egypt, the same God that brought out His people by the blood of the Lamb, the same God that healed the withered hand, the same God that told the storm to peace, be still, and everything stopped. May I tell you that He's alive and well today, and that He's sitting at His throne today, and His power's still the same. God hadn't changed. Y'all look at me. Boy, y'all hard to keep attention this morning. Y'all look at me. Look at me. God hadn't changed, but his people have. Folks, with his power, we can do anything. With his ability, anything can be done. I'll never forget three years ago, we voted to build this building. I thought y'all had slapped, lost your minds. What are y'all talking about building a building like that out here in a cornfield? Y'all are crazy. The world said that about y'all too. Bad when your preacher's saying it about you, isn't it? They just didn't get it. And they didn't understand. Because, folks, we got a wonder-working power that is within us that can do what we cannot do, that can provide what we do not have, that can give us what we cannot comprehend. There is a power above our minds today, and it's in heaven. And he said, I'll give it to you. I'll give it to you if you'll call upon my name. Now, he wasn't talking to lost people. He was talking to saved people. He said, I'm praying that you will learn three things, that the revelation will be inside of your heart, that you'll know the hope of your calling, of his calling, that you'll know the glory of his inheritance, and that you'll know the greatness of his power. You know what I want to do, child of God? I want to enjoy his power. I want to enjoy this ride. Take your coat off. No, not for real, but I am. I'm hot. <clears throat> Miss V, I want to enjoy these folks been saved 30 years that ain't got that yet. It's okay to enjoy Jesus. These folks saved 30 years that have not got the fact that it's okay to enjoy what you have in Him. You know what I'm going to do? I'm going to enjoy the ride. And as we go through this thing called life, I'm going to sit back and I'm going to say, Wow, what a mighty God. When you leave this place, I don't want you saying, wow, the preacher. Wow, the music. I want you to say, wow, what a God. The wonder-working power. 
I want you to know today, if you're here and you've never been saved, Jesus Christ will save your soul. If you've never been saved, I want you to know that no matter where you come from, He's calling you out of the darkness. You say, preacher, He's been on me. Well, let go this morning and be saved. I can't save you, but I know a man who can. Child of God, maybe you hadn't found and realized the purpose that He has for you in this life. You'll never enjoy your salvation until you find that place of calling. And you'll be able to enjoy Him. And then just sit back and watch Him work. We stepped out on faith three years ago. We couldn't afford the foundation, much less all of this. But you know what we said? God can do it. You know what people said? No, you can't. Well, he's done it. When we voted to build this building, I laid in my bed for a solid month. Y'all put me on another blood pressure pill if you didn't know that. I'm picking with you. But I laid there a month in my bed thinking, us 40 rednecks going to get in that big old building? What are you talking about, God? There ain't no way we need to build something like that. I'll never forget that Wednesday night. I went to Brother Steve. I said, Brother Steve, I think we messed up. We're not supposed to build that. He said, suck it up, preacher. We're still building that building. He said, God's in this. Brother Steve, thank you again. I don't even know where you are. Where are you? There you are. There you go. To sit back and to watch him work. To sit back and to see the souls that he saved. To sit back and to see the families that he's brought in this place. You're going to need more than just a redneck preacher from West Monroe to do that, folks. You're going to need a mighty God. And he's been mighty. And he's been great. You know what I say? I'm glad he lets me witness him at work. All of this is for the honor and glory of Jesus Christ.